0: A guy who will never settle down Where pretty girls are Well, you know that I'm around I kiss them and I love them Cause to me they're all the same I hug them and I squeeze them They don't even know my name They call me the Wanderer Yeah, the Wanderer
2: I roam around, around, around Hey, let's blow Alive. Hi, John.
3: on hey. <laughs> Yay. All things considered, I think, we're, I think we're pulling this off pretty well.
2: Yeah, I'm ready for it to come to an end. Yeah,
3: oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> but uh, we've made the best of what we can.
3: We really uh, we really have. This is Drew Garabo Live. I'm John. That's Drew. Joey Flash helping us out. You can get your Down to Merch t-shirts at theboneonline.com. Shout out to Achieva and woveprint.co for making it possible. All proceeds go to the Down Syndrome Association of
2: Tampa Bay. Something really cool going on in the Rays game tonight, but I can't figure out why this one lady is not being included in it. You saw that it's an all-female uh, broadcast crew tonight.
3: Yes, and I was watching. It's funny you ta- you asked me about that story, and I hadn't quite known the details yet. And then seconds after that, I saw that the two ladies—I'm sorry for not knowing their name—were uh, on with Hannah Storm on Sports Center uh, this morning. But yeah, the the interesting angle of it is the one the one who didn't get invited. <laughs>
2: Yeah, Melanie Newman, Sarah Langs, Alana Rizzo, Heidi Watney, and Lauren Gardner. It'll be the first time in MLB history where the broadcasters for a game are all women. And Trisha Whitaker, who is widely respected in the industry and in the Rays organization among Rays players and by the fans, but her employer, Bally Sports, is allegedly not allowing or in, she was not invited to be part of the crew due to Bally Sports Sun rules.
3: Yeah, I don't know. I, ju- I wonder if it's – I mean, I wonder if it's just she didn't get picked. I mean, you can't have every – I understand she has connections to the community and the team, and she's well-liked, but you can't have any every woman who ever covered baseball <sighs> on this one broadcast, right? Or is that – True. Uh, is that wrong? I mean, I'd love to see it be – be someone local that has such great ties with the team. But kind of what they were saying this morning is for this to truly mean something, it needs to not be a one-time thing. Right. You know what I'm saying? So uh, hopefully if you watch baseball and you like women calling the games, uh, this will just be the first of many.
2: I would hope so. And, And the Tampa Bay Times reported this morning that the historic game could have had more of a local angle as Ray's in game reporter Trisha Whitaker was invited to be part of the crew, but was not allowed due to Bally Sports oh, Sun rules.
3: Okay, so that is even worse. So she yeah. was invited, but then the Bally Sports So it's a national it's it's a nationally televised game, is that what I'm understanding? I guess so. Hmm. I'm just trying to compare it to hockey because, you know, our guy Dave Randorf is Bally Sports for life. If if, if, let's say, hypothetically, that time when uh, whoever that jabroni was from Long Island got to call the national game, it would almost be the equivalent of them letting, saying, hey, Dave, we want you to do this. And then Bally stepping up and going, no, 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 Dave's our guy. He's not going to be doing any national coverage.
2: Which you would think that they would appreciate the national publicity, but maybe they're so possessive of their brand that they just won't allow allow their local reporters to be part of a national broadcast
3: yeah i'm looking at something right now it would appear that trisha whitaker's contract with Bally sports which is owned
2: okay i didn't they're owned I, by sinclair
3: yeah i didn't write the verbiage here uh, <laughs> which is owned by the radical right-wing sinclair broadcast group. i chose
2: to left that i leave that uh out.
3: doesn't i yeah you can't uh who actually wrote this article now i'm curious SB yeah, nation no. well yeah okay everybody's got a slant. Yeah, so I mean, is it could it just be that it's just a contract thing, and they say, "Hey,
2: you're working for us." Sure, just doesn't look real no. good when you've got a local lady who is part of the Rays broadcast crew, and they won't let her be part of the national it, broadcast.
3: That is the thing. Is as is, is much as I can compare it to a a Dave Randorf going to call a national game. It's just not the same because of the historical implications, I guess, that are that are tied to this.
2: So let's shift gears, and, and by the way, if you'd like to comment on that, by all means, seven two seven five seven nine one zero two five. Unless it's to say something chauvinistic and misogynistic, in which case you can keep that off our show. Um, I have a different perspective when it comes to masks in schools because I had a very poignant conversation with my brother-in-law over the weekend. His son, my nephew Will, uh, can't return back to school because he has a compromised immune system and respiratory problems are very common among down syndrome individuals. And if kids aren't going to wear masks, there's a very good chance that he's going to be exposed to COVID, which could be a death sentence for him. And I know that the American association of pediatrics is recommending masks for every kid over the age of two years old. And I know that a lot of parents out there are opposed to it, but I'm not so sure that it's not a great idea to have kids wear masks in schools. You know,
3: it, it, my and in, in, in only talking specifically about the instance that, that you're talking about with your family is let's say that they make it mandatory. Are you then would would your sister and your brother-in-law or any or any family who has a child with pre-existing conditions? Are you willing to trust this? Let's say that there's a mask mandate across the board. Would any family be willing to trust not only the children, which you can't. You just can't trust that a kid is going to leave a mask on all day. And then you've got to go the step further that there are going to be teachers who are going to be able to enforce Mm. masks on children all day long. It just seems I don't envy in a situation where nobody should be. You know, I'm not I don't envy the teachers already because what they're going through and what they've gone through uh is crazy, specifically in, in Florida with being back to school first, but can you can you maintain young kids like that in masks all day? Oh,
2: man, I, I that's gotta be a very difficult job and teachers already have such a difficult job. They're overworked and underpaid. Um, I think it'd be great if the kids could commit to wearing masks, and I think that's a great way to to slow down the spread of the virus if not stop it altogether i just like you said don't know that you can rely on the kids to 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 do the right thing there
3: well and and i I will say this is just kind of not knowing uh you know has something changed because in the beginning and for a long period of time uh and and up until recently uh, unless it's changed i i thought that there wasn't much risk for kids and the virus so it really does from that perspective alienate kids with pre-existing conditions
2: doesn't it ever I mean the the most vulnerable of kids are probably terrified to go to school because especially when you look at how this uh, this Delta variant is spreading through adults and young adults now you know
3: yeah it's a it's a mess man it's a mess and I I mean, I guess I understand where a parent would be coming from on both sides, because, but yeah. I, I don't think, and I would, I would be curious if you've had that conversation. If there were mask mandates in schools, would would they feel better sending him to school?
2: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, I, speaking for my my uh, my brother in law and my sister, I know that they would feel a lot better about sending their kid back to school if there was a mask mandate
3: yeah yeah and it's still then you've got to put a certain amount of trust on a bunch of kids
2: yeah and and not just you know. trust
3: trust with your kid's life
2: right because the the minute another kid takes their mask down breathes on somebody whether intentionally or accidentally that's gonna that's gonna expose and compromise a compromised kid
3: yeah uh you want to check in with a uh, local uh rock legend filth stick
2: let's do it john
3: Hey, Mr. Stick. Welcome to Drew Garabo Live. Drew, how are you doing, my delicate little flower?
2: What's up, Dave? How you been, man?
4: I'm good, man. Uh, I'm glad you're taking a turn for the better, buddy, and the taste buds are starting to come back to life, man. I've been thinking about you. Glad you're doing better, man. I'm doing good.
2: Good, good. Glad to hear your voice.
4: I think I have a solution to the red tide problem.
2: Oh, all right. Uh, yeah, let's make a difference here.
4: I say here. we get some uh, some helicopters and some bulldozers and just start dumping Epsom salt into the bay because, according to my mom, <laughs> that cured everything when I was a kid. I, I,
3: I will tell you, as a man who enjoys a a nice Epsom soak, it really can work wonders. I mean, it's it's known to kind of detox the human body, so I, I would say it would do the same for for the golf if we just. Just dump some Epsom in there. Good call.
4: Uh, give yeah, it a shot. Dave. You're the man. You're Dave. welcome. Y'all have we appreciate a... you, buddy. Hey, y'all. Uh, the broadcast sounds absolutely perfect.
2: Oh, thanks, man. Thank we, you. Mean, you know, we're we're working towards ending that, but. Uh...
4: I know. I know. Well, glad to have you Drew. Glad you're able to do the show and everything. Course of course. Hey, one question. Have you guys heard from Stephen Ray lately? No. Oh,
3: I am man. I am legitimately uh I am literally concerned. Yeah, that is a that I is a-
4: wonder, man. I, was, I love that dude. He's just a genuine guy. He can yeah. just tell he has yeah, a good heart. I miss him, man. I, I like I like hearing him on the radio. So, yeah, I hope yeah, he's I like doing well. Do you hear me, Ray? Uh, uh well wishes brother and y'all have a good afternoon
3: thanks buddy the thanks, fact buddy. i will say the fact that we have not heard from from ray is um is is concerning to me uh yeah. And and I and I, th- and I think you know Dave loves him. I think the fact that Jerome Hall of Fame uh you know show showman mm. uh you know got him a radio. I think that kind of just shows you know the, the the love that people have for Ray. And if you are yeah. out there Ray, I don't know if you can maybe you can't call or talk, but if you can hear, we're thinking of you buddy.
2: 727-579-1025 and 800-771-1025. I'm just interested to hear from most parents out there on if they would encourage their kids to wear masks and what their kids feel about the whole thing, you know?
3: What do you think about talking to Laura, school nurse in Orlando?
2: Ooh, I bet she's got a great perspective, John. I bet she does as well. Hey, Laura. What? Hey,
0: what's
2: up? <laughs> hey, Laura. <laughs> sorry. What, what is a great reaction there? Like, sorry we bothered you. <laughs>
0: Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you must be a mom. Anyways, yes, I am. My yeah, kids no, are grown, but I'm i uh, I'm also a school nurse at nurse. an elementary school. Oh man. And I was just calling to say that um, we at in Orange County, at least, or at least at my school, we oh. are very, very, very strict on the mask policy. Very oh, good. strict.
2: And and are they the mandatory for are, the upcoming school year in Orange County?
0: You know what? I don't know.
2: I don't think so. I really I don't. don't, think don't. They are, yeah, I think they're now. voluntary right now, which is terrifying oh, for parents. Yeah, of, we've uh, been
0: we've we're mandatory right now. We're in summer session right now, and we're still mandatory.
2: Ah. Uh, and
0: no one has told me whether or not we're still moving forward with the mask thing or not. Gotcha. But they, I think they should be. What
3: What, what, what was the age of student? I'm sorry, I missed that. That you that you deal with mostly
0: um i deal with uh five to ten
3: so how hard is it to get a five six seven eight year old to wear a mask all day and i know you're saying that you're strict is that having to be on them all day telling kids every other minute that they've got to pull up their mask or put their mask on or are our kids responding surprisingly well and actually just wearing them
0: you know what they are so used to it by now they know all i have to do if someone's mask drops. Below their nose, all I have to do is touch my nose, and they know.
2: Yeah, as of uh, they know two, last...
0: exactly what happened, but it it yeah. they they do fall below their nose. You know, they do have to be reminded, especially the little ones.
2: Oh yeah! Last Tuesday, Orange County school leaders voted to make face masks <clears throat> optional for students, oh. teachers, and staff members in the fall. And uh, oh,
0: there you that's go! Gonna be a,
2: it's going to be a mess, right?
0: I think so. I think it is. I mean, I—I I don't know. I hate wearing my mask. Sure. I'm a nurse, and yeah. I hate it, but I'm doing it. Yeah. I mean, it—it's not fun, but I think it's necessary.
2: You vaccinated? If I may get all up in your personal business.
0: Yes, I—I was vaccinated in the first round because um, I actually worked at a nursing home mm. back in December. And I was vaccinated on December twenty seventh.
2: Gotcha. Very cool. You feel safe from it? I mean, there are people who are vaccinated who are getting this uh, this Delta variant. You feel pretty safe. Um.
0: Yes, because the nature of my profession. I mean, I'm not only a school nurse; I also work in dialysis. Oh wow! So yeah, I have two jobs. Um. In the morning, I work as a school nurse, and then at night, I go and do dialysis what and great Oh, thank you sure. but you know i I haven't ever felt unsafe even when when I was vaccinated, I was working in the nursing home and I was working on the covid unit and i I still never felt unsafe because You know, as a nurse, I'm wearing PPE all the time. But if you're walking around out in the community, you're not obviously wearing a gown and gloves and a face mask and a face shield and a hairnet and all that. So, oh, Uh, I I don't know. (laughs)
3: Laura, uh, just to kind of gauge the level of exposure you may or may not have in your life. Can you tell us about the last time you open mouth kissed someone that you had just met?
2: Not a student. (laughs) Not a student.
0: <laughs> well, thank God for that. No, definitely not a student, and I definitely have an open mouth kiss to anyone I just met in the recent past.
2: Okay. So, Would you like if you're if you're out there on the on no. the dating scene? Would you would you like on a first date? Would you open mouth tongue no. kiss someone that you just met? No. It's very responsible. No,
0: but I would. Ha- but I would have like a. Face-to-face, like, I, I wouldn't, like, just only do virtual dating. I would go on a date with someone. Right. But, but I definitely wouldn't, like, open-mouth kiss someone I just met. Okay.
2: Would you rather the grope their private parts or open-mouth kiss them? <laughs> True. And would it be the, And would it be the same without kissing? Because, I mean, I feel like it would be a little detached and clinical to grope someone's private parts with no kissing
0: it definitely would be detached and clinical it would definitely yeah. be all nursing at that point
2: <laughs> so <laughs>
0: well,
2: maybe not all nursing
0: y'all y'all are too much
2: <laughs> Thank you, Laura. no further Thank you. questions Thank you, Laura. i appreciate the call very much
3: have a good have a good day uh i don't can you see the stuff in front of you drew Do you want to talk to kim
2: Let's talk to Kim. I cannot see it, but uh, but, okay. but let's talk to Kim. I think Kim's
3: a good option. There you go. Welcome okay. to Drew Garabo Live,
2: Kim. I trust you.
1: Hey, guys. How are you, Drew? I hope your rash is better. I talked to you about that last time.
2: Thanks. Yeah, no more rash. I appreciate that very much. I think uh, I started wearing boxers while doing the show and then getting up and walking around during the breaks, and it's kept the blotches away from my thighs and ass.
1: I'm telling you, it's a baby gold bomb. That's what you need to use.
2: But, I'm a chassis guy. Um, I,
3: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I, I have, remember you, Kim, spitting that, uh, those yeah. falsehoods on our show.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I have three children um, on different levels on the autism spectrum, one that um, is nonverbal, one that's uh, like level two, and one that's very high-functioning. And mm-hmm. shout-out to the teachers in Hillsborough County because they managed to keep the masks on my kids. The whole time. And these are kids that don't listen to anything half the okay. time. You know, autism is really, really hard. Um, these teachers kept the whole class. Nobody in their
2: classes
1: got COVID last year. Wow. So I think it's really important if somebody with special needs is able to do it, that, you know, a neurotypical child should be able to do it. It's how the parents approach it, too. If they, do, Yeah, and I
2: think a lot you know, of the, the parents... parents is where you run into the problem because the parents see the mask as like this symbol of being a sheep or communism or whatever, instead of seeing it as an opportunity to protect people from germs. And Hillsborough actually has repealed their mask rule as well. They're leaving the choice of wearing face masks in the classroom to the discretion of students and staff, which means you know you're going to have some kids in there who aren't going to wear their masks. Yeah.
1: My my children will be wearing those, but what I did is I made, I made masks for all of their classes, and they had, um, you know, cool, like, Paw Patrol on some of them and Star yeah. Wars and, you know, different ones that the kids would want to wear. Sure. And then I put an ugly color on the inside. That way the kids would know the room to wear the mask and then put them on correctly because they look cool. And the kids loved them, but none of the kids in all three of the ASD classes my kids were in got COVID because the teachers just did, a wow. you know, a kick-butt job at it. And the parents were supporting them and telling their kids before school started, this is necessary. Let's practice this. And they were leading t- by example. We can't That's leave great. it just on the teachers. The parents need to do it. They need to stop, you know, hey, this is crap and all that stuff. Yeah. They need to just do it.
2: Yeah, that's good stuff. I, I, I don't <laughs> recommend this for your kids, but I know that when my son wouldn't keep his on, I actually stapled the mask to his face. Uh, well,
1: there we go. We used duct tape. I mean, that's you know, good. staples were a little harsh. Duct yeah, tape you're right. Is just you're right.
2: I respect that as a parent. <laughs> hey, thanks a lot for the call, Kim. I appreciate you're it very welcome. much. I'm Hope you I'm glad you're feeling night.
1: better, Hi. Thank you. Thank you. It
2: means a lot Bye-bye. to me. Thank you. Yeah, like kim was saying i feel like if you have the right materials it'd be easy to incentivize kids because like i mean back in the day used to be the weirdo if you wanted to like wear your spider-man mask or your, yeah. like a space yeah. helmet but like now kids can just dress up like a superhero that's if they a great point point. we're underoos and a superhero mask you know they got space helmets that they're making now for anti-covid measures that's and stuff a great it's, idea
3: hell yeah i really think about that if i could have wore uh, you know a hacksaw jim duggan mask uh, <laughs> yeah. in, in fourth grade i would have never <laughs> taken uh, it off
2: Ayo. oh dude, if I. I could have been Ultraman in fifth grade, man. Uh, you know, yeah, I'm fighting disease, but I'm also a superhero. Uh,
3: what do you think? Should we take a break?
2: I think we probably should. Time's telling me that we should, and then we can come back and continue to take people's calls on this, as well as free-range kids. They're delicious, but is it a good way to parent? <laughs> 727-579-1025. That's next on It's Okay, It's Not Okay on Drew Grabo Live. Safe Touch is the future of home security. And if you go to safetouch.com, you can find out all that they can do for you from 24-7 monitoring that's reliable and local. They'll never farm out your data to third-party companies. You don't have to worry about a third-party installer. SafeTouch keeps it all in-house so you know that they value the safety and security of your family just as much as you do you can stay connected with the my safe touch app as well Use it to customize alerts. You can also set your thermostat so that when you get home, you're not roasting in some 92-degree house. You watch surveillance video. They send clips right to your phone. View you sensor and alarm history and check your visitor activity from anywhere. You know, you got uh, summertime for a couple more weeks. you got kids, teenagers at home. You want to find out who's been accessing your alarm, who's been inside your house, who's been leaving your house, etc. cetera. SafeTouch can do it all for you. Go to safetouch.com. Dot com to find the package that is right for you with two-way voice and a touch control panel, cloud video storage, video surveillance, and so much more. All Safe Touch plans include local UL monitoring and an emergency power source as well as a 45-second or less response time. SafeTouch.com to find the package that's right for you and keep your house and family safe with SafeTouch. You're listening to Drew Garabo live on 102.5 The Bone.
4: Uh, thank you to the citizens of Florida who have trusted us. Call 1-800-Bernetti. We're ready and we're working justice for you. Offices: Tampa, Lakeland, Pinellas.